First reading is from Acts chapter 13. When the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and blaspheming. They contradicted what was spoken by Paul. Then both Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of, the God, of God should be spoken first to you. Since you reject it and judge yourselves to be unworthy of eternal life, we are now turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have set you to be a light for the Gentiles, so that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and praised the word of the Lord. And as many as had been destined for eternal life became believers. Thus the word of the Lord spread throughout the region. But the Jews incited that the devout uh, women of high standing and leading men of the city and stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their region. So they shook, uh, shook the dust off their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. I invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel, John chapter 10. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I've told you. And you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of my Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Jews took up stones against, again to stone Jesus. And he replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, it is, not for a, it is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods. If those to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said, I am God's son? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Then they tried to arrest him again, but Jesus escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him and they were saying, John performed no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
And you may be seated. Good morning. So did you notice that these two stories are almost identical? I mean, here you have um, Jesus being cast out, and you have Paul and Barnabas being dismissed, all for telling the good news of the gospel and the promises that come with it. And because of that, they tried to eliminate them. Why is that? Well, let's look at it chronologically. In our gospel reading, we are told that the confrontation with the religious leaders is happening during the festival of dedication, which is Hanukkah, um, that for most of us we know as, um, as Christians, we celebrate Christmas and we have one day, and then I had some Jewish friends growing up and they're like, we get eight. And um, they have that holiday to remember that when a, an empire had take, taken over the temple and disgraced it by putting images of his God in the temple, uh, Joseph of Maccabee and uh, some others rebelled and they took the temple back over. And while they were uh, defending the temple, they had only a little oil. But the story goes that the oil lasted for eight days, and that was the miracle offered. I believe the writer of John's gospel is making a connection using the festival to condemn the religious leaders who have built an altar to their own gods, which is judgment, power, and control. But Jesus is the light of the world. The light that shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. And the religious leaders condemned Jesus for not following their laws and their rules, being strict and rigid. And they charged Jesus with blasphemy as Jesus declared he was God's son. And Jesus responded to the attacks of the religious leaders, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. If I'm not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Yet they ran him out. Fifteen years later, after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, now we have Paul and Barnabas back sharing the good news of Jesus. And Paul, if you remember, used to be one of the religious leaders. By the way, whenever you hear the word Jews in the Gospel of John, that means the religious leaders, not the entire faith. And so Paul was a part of that. But he had a conversion experience, and Jesus called him and said, why are you persecuting my people? I have called you with this promise of love, and forgiveness, and everlasting life. And so here now Paul is now proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Both stories end with Jesus and Paul and Barnabas being driven away. Jesus escapes from being stoned, where they would kill him by throwing stones at him, just in case somebody doesn't know that biblical term. And Paul and Barnabas, they were driven out by the, the religious leaders rallying the public to, dis, to dismiss them. 
In the book of Acts, a positive discernment of God's clear direction proves that it's not a private matter. When we were baptized, we were baptized into the body of Christ. We were called to be fellow workers in the kingdom. It's not just for our own forgiveness. It is for the, for the love of God in the whole world, forgiving all people and redeeming creation for all eternity. Now, many who are baptized forget that at the end, they are called to go out and share this good news. And in doing so, that means sharing our life with other people so that they might know the acceptance, forgiveness, and love of God in Christ. But how many of you are excited to go do that? Yeah, that's a good Lutheran response. You know, when you cross a Jehovah Witness and a Lutheran, you get somebody who knocks on doors and doesn't say anything. Why do we make it more difficult than it is? What did Jesus and Paul and Barnabas do? They simply, one, showed up. They made themselves known. We are to show up in this world. And second, when you do show up, you share why you've shown up. That you, with the love of God, are called to love one another. And love your neighbor as yourself. It is not for our own doing that we are baptized. It is for the sake of the whole world and all of God's creation. And we do that not only on Sunday mornings. Hopefully you don't have an hourly faith. You know, you punch the time clock and you come and go. May we live our life 24-7 in all that we say and all that we do, just as Paul and Barnabas did. And third... They didn't waste their time on talking to people who weren't receptive to the word. And that's one of the things. Don't let that get in the way. Move on to others who need to hear this good news, who want to hear this good news. But it takes us showing up and acting in the manner that God has called us to, to be noticed and to speak in a manner that our voices rise above the noise in this world. Elizabeth Johnson, professor, Lutheran Institute of Theology in Cameroon, described it this way. There are many voices that tell us how to rightly follow God. That is what the religious leaders thought they were doing in their opposition to both Jesus and Paul and Barnabas. They had a prescribed religion. People had to believe the correct doc doctrine and live by a higher of, of level of morality. And those things actually get in the way of us connecting with others because what is most important? The acceptance, forgiveness, and love of all people. The Pharisees, the, the Jewish leaders looked on what people were doing wrong instead of seeing what God was doing right within the lives of all people. The good news tells us that everything belongs, depends on belonging to Jesus. Never does our status before God depend on how we feel, on having the right experience, on being free of doubt, or on what we accomplish. It depends on only one thing. My sheep hear my voice, 
I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. That is good news. Jesus' voice liberates rather than oppresses. It does not say do this and then maybe you'll be good enough to be one of my sheep. It says you belong to me already. No one can snatch you out of my hand. Amidst all the other voices that evoke fear, make demands, or give advice, the voice of the good shepherd is a voice of promise, a voice that calls us by name and claims us as God's own. That is the blessing that we receive. Frank Crouch, dean and vice president of Moravian Theological Seminary in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, continued, it is that same blessing that we have, be give, have been given that is to be shared. Jesus later asserts, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these. We wonder, how can that be? Do you remember how many people were following Jesus when he left? 120. Our church has more than 120 people usually on a Sunday. He will do greater th things than these. And it continues that maybe Sunday isn't the best time to share the good news because it requires people coming to us. The best time to share the good news is all time. When you go out and continue that mission, to those who have not heard and do not know and have not seen, we become the body of Christ in this world. Filled with joy in the Holy Spirit, you are called to let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And we've been doing that for a while here. In the months ahead, we will be celebrating the past 100 years of St. Luke's. May it fill us with great joy. But, more importantly, may we be filled with the Holy Spirit to continue God's mission into the next 100 years. You and me are like Abraham, who received that blessing from God and was told to go and share that blessing with all nations. Here we are, 2,000 years later, and that blessing has reached Gentiles here in Bloomington, Minnesota. The mission continues with us and through us. But what I hear in both of their stories is that sometimes we get in the way of God. That's exactly what the religious leaders were doing. They stopped hearing God's mission in this world because they held the blessing for their own instead of being called to share it with others. They saw what was wrong with people instead of what was right with God. When I get up to speak, I say a prayer. And my prayer is that no matter what I might say, God, please let them hear what you want them to hear. And so it begins with prayer. Let us not pray for God to bless the things that we want God to do. Let's turn it around. And let us pray that we might be a part 
of what God is already blessing. That works so much better in the world. That we become that sheep that follows instead of getting ahead and going our own way. So join me in the months ahead. If you know people who have been members of St. Luke's in the past, invite them to come and return and to see how God is still at work here. Today, as we celebrate yesterday, but we do it for all the 